I don't have a sermon. I pray I have a message for you today. Amen. I have prayed. I have sensed it in this spirit of this service already in this place. But there is something that happens 93 million miles away from where we are right now that influences everything about our life. 93 million miles away is something called the sun. A sun, a star that is so bright and it burns so fervently that the heat of it radiates at such speed that it gets here. The light that it produces gets here, though it's 93 million miles away, it gets here in eight minutes. So eight minutes ago, something happened 93 million miles from here that's affecting us right now. And it is the heat of that light that the sun produces that creates expansion, which we call air or wind. And as that sun heats the atmosphere up, the molecules begin to move and the wind begins to blow. I am praying in the Holy Ghost today that there will be something that is spoken out there in the heavens that will very quickly resonate in this building today and that we will begin to feel the impact and the impulse of what God is doing and what he has planned to do in this place and in our lives. It is familiar to you. It's Acts chapter 2. And verse number one, and it says, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Amen. Something that happens out there that begins to reverberate in here. Amen. And my prayer this morning is God, do it again. God, do it again. Is there anybody hungry for God to do it again? Would you clap your hands to the Lord in this place right now? Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. You may be seated. It is that influence of another world on this world that has such significance in our lives today. It is that moving that is produced by what happens in the heavenlies that affects our life this morning. We need something to start out there 
that will begin to resonate in here that in very short order that a move can begin in a heavenly place that would begin to resound in this earthly habitation that the spirit of the almighty the breath of God, the wind of God would begin to blow in this place like it has not blown in a long, long time. Does anybody in this building feel the way I feel this morning? And that is that I need, I desperately need an inundation, a deluge, an overwhelming outpouring of the Holy Ghost in my life. Is there anybody in this building that feels that way today? Oh God, that a wave of glory, that something would begin to move in the heavenlies, uh, that there would be a sound that would come from that world and it would reverberate in our hearts. It would echo in the chambers of our soul uh, that God would move and God would speak and his moving there would begin to affect what's going on here My friend, if you don't feel the need for that today, that is my greatest concern. If you are satisfied with life without it, if you are content to live without it or don't feel a need for it, that is my greatest concern today. For if there's anything that you and I need today, we need something from another world to shake and affect this world in which we live. There are no answers in this world. There are only problems and chaos and trouble and turmoil. But there are answers in another world that can be spoken into this world. And the chaos and the confusion and the distortion can be dispelled in that overwhelming power of his spirit. And somebody said, amen. Amen. You and I need it more than we need anything else in this world. We are not to be content with church that is dead and dry and lifeless and listless. If we ever get content with just watching and not participating We are in danger of moving something out of our life that is critical to our life's balance and critical to our life's salvation. If we ever get satisfied living without a move of his spirit, if we ever get satisfied just going through the motions of religion, we have all the words down. We know all the song. We've got all the right moves to make, but we're void of a real supernatural power that moves something in us and changes us drastically from what we were to what we ought to be, then we are in dire need today. If you've ever needed God and if I've ever needed God, we need him right now. We need him today, this morning in this service. Our world is in chaos and our world is in trouble. And the only hope for our world and the only hope for our own lives is that something 
from another world would begin to influence the world in which I am now living. That something would be generated. You see, wind really starts with the sun. It is that heating up of the atmosphere that causes the molecules uh, to, to begin to move. And that movement is what creates the currents and, and what we call wind or breath. And that all originates from the sun. I have news for you. There is a sun beyond the S-U-N uh, that has more power than the S-U-N. Uh, and the movements of that one uh, can be felt in this place in a way that is transformative. And life changing. Amen. Pentecost. It is what we are. Amen. I said it is what we are. Or at least it's what we're supposed to be. And you cannot have Pentecost without power. You cannot have Pentecost without spirit. You cannot have Pentecost without tongues. You cannot have Pentecost without a demonstration of the power of the glory of God. And I'm going to tell you this morning, that is what we ought to be. That is what we should be. But more than that, Pentecost is what we all need this morning. We need an old-fashioned apostolic move of the Holy Ghost in our hearts. We need a Pentecost. Yes, we need something that began moving there that will affect us here in this place today. Amen. Amen. It's what our world needs right now more than ever. It needs a Pentecost, not a denomination or a grouping of people under some charismatic name, but a holy, power-filled experience in God, not a religious system, but a life-changing experience, a supernatural move of God's power, a suddenly that would shake this place, that would shake our lives, and would turn us upside down. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all in one place, with one accord. I want to tell you this morning that we need the Spirit of God to inundate our lives. And we need it to saturate us. We are too saturated with too much other stuff. We need that to be moved so that there's room for him alone. We need him to saturate this place. The Bible said that all of them... Everybody say that word, all. All of them. That means the whole, the entirety. Not one row and then a skip a row and then another row and skip three rows and then another row. But every row and every seat on every row. It was all of the house that was affected. I am telling you that as a preacher today, there is one thing that I am hungry for and that is to see a move of God where everyone in this building is affected by the influence that there's nobody standing back there looking around at something else or occupied with something else but a move of God that takes place in this house that will affect everybody in this building 
Come on, clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. If there's anything that drives me as a preacher, it's that all. I'm not happy with 99. I want all of them. And you don't need to be happy with 99. You say, well, I've lost some things in my life and I've just learned to get used to it. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. You better get up and go after it. Because God wants you to have it all. Say it all. Come on, say it like you mean it all. All of it. The entirety of it. The whole, the complete picture. Amen. Somebody started out with fire, but they learned to live in the smoke really quick. Because sometimes you have to tarry. That's an old-fashioned word for wait. And that's not something that we're good at anymore. Nobody likes to wait on anything. I don't like it when I'm sitting in McDonald's and that one minute has passed and they hadn't got my French fries out and my Coke, Diet Coke. Yeah, what a mixture, French fries and Diet Coke. Yeah, I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about you. Yeah, we don't like to wait on anything, but there's some things that are worth waiting on. There's some things that are worth tarrying for. I know we live in an easy believism world where all you need to do is just believe the Lord and that's it. But the Bible said they waited. They tarried in an upper room waiting on what he had promised that he was going to do. And they refused to leave there satisfied with some semblance or some substitute or some make-believe thing. They waited for the real to happen. I wonder how many times in our church services we are presently guilty of being satisfied with substitutes because we don't want to wait for the real to show up. Amen. Now, I mean, 10 days of prayer, that's a long time to pray. That's a long time to be locked up in the same room with the same group of people. Some of you, just some of us, I should say, we have a hard time just getting along for a few minutes. And I have no doubt in my mind that 10, I mean, Lord, if I pray a couple of hours, I start feeling something. They've been praying for 10 days. I'm sure by then there had been goosebumps on goosebumps. There's been all kinds of emotional displays. There have been all kinds of feelings and thoughts that ran through their mind. But somewhere in the back of their mind said, no, this is not it. I, it may seem like it. It may sound like it. It may feel a little bit like it. But this is not it. This is not what he said was going to happen to me. This is not what he promised was going to come into my life. And I'm glad that they stayed there long enough that we have an Acts chapter 2 because they they didn't want any kind of substitute in their life. And we don't need any substitutes. We don't need anything that will teach us to get by on less. Amen. I want it all. I'm greedy. I want it all. Say it with me. I want it all. I want all of it. I want it to have all of me on top of all of that. 
I want God to fill me with all of the fullness. I want him to fill me with all of the fullness. I don't want just a taste of it. I don't want just a smell of it. I don't want just to look at it. I don't want just to touch it. I want it all in my life. I want the power of the Holy Ghost to completely, fully saturate my life. Hallelujah. Amen. The Bible said that all were filled. I love that word. It means replete or complete. Literally, it means to cram full of something to where there is no room for anything else. You know what I believe this morning? I believe that we could solve a lot of our problems in life by one simple thing. Just letting the Holy Ghost fill us. Because when His Spirit fills us, it drives out of me the doubt. It drives out of me the fear. It drives out of me the worry. It drives out of me the anxiety. I don't have room for that. All I've got room for is power that transforms me. Power that changes me. Power that renews my life. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord and shout unto Him, God, fill us fill us amen it means to top to top so that nothing everybody say nothing nothing is lacking nothing is wanting that's what happens when you're filled with the Holy Ghost that's what happens when you allow him to Saturate you. See, here's, here's the deal. Some of us have learned that when you get in the presence of the Lord and you start feeling the wind, I mean, you feel the wind a long time before the full force of it ever shows up. At least I hope you do. I mean, you recognize something's moving. Woo. And the tragedy is far too many people exit right there. And they don't stay to see the full impact. They don't stay to see the wind bend that tree over to touch the earth. To bow in obedience to its master. It, they, they, don't, they just get a little touch. They get a goosebump. They get a little feel good. And, oh man, oh that was so good. That, but nothing, nothing great enough to really change their life. Nothing powerful enough to transform their being. Just... A little feel good. A little massage. You know, spiritual massage. Oh, man, that feels so good. Oh, I, I thank you, Jesus. But we don't stay long enough for him to really work on us. We don't stay long enough for him to saturate us. And I am preaching to people in this building. I love you with all of my heart. And I'm not saying this out of meanness today. But I'm saying that some of us have gotten way too used to living on that substitute, that feeling 
without the power that goes with the feeling. And we have become good at going through our little religious motion and never really touching God or God really touching us. And what I'm preaching about this morning is something more than just a touch. I'm talking about something that saturates me. I'm talking about something that takes control of my life, something that completely overwhelms my life and fills me so there's room for nothing else. Amen. We need the Holy Ghost today to seat itself on us. Amen. To seat itself. The Bible said the Holy Ghost sat on them. We need the Holy Ghost to sit on us today. We need him to come and make his dwelling on us. Amen. Oh, yeah. We need him to seat himself in our lives in a fresh way. We need him to settle down and confer. Listen to me. The word that is used there in the Greek indicates that when that happens, when he seated himself on them in in a sense that he conferred to them something, that he transferred something into them, supernatural power, that he appointed some things in their life that day concerning his kingdom, and he established his dominion over their life. And that's what happened when you allow the Holy Ghost to seat itself in your life. It will begin to pronounce things. It will confer things into your life. It will appoint things into your life. It will give you dominion over things in your life because he is seated in my life. Amen. And it goes on a little further to say that the spirit gave them utterance. They spake with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. The word gave there in the Greek means to enable them. It means that he becomes the author He becomes the author and the source of things in your life. And he becomes the spokesperson, so to speak. He becomes the voice of your life. That when he is allowed to come in, in the fullness of his spirit, and he is allowed to seat himself in your life, that he will begin to speak through your life. You will speak with other tongue as his spirit gives utterance. But more important than just the tongue, it is what that tongue represents It is the fact that when you begin to speak, he is enabling you. He is speaking through you. He is speaking for you. He is proclaiming things in your life. He is determining things in your life. You know what I'm here to tell you? More of us need God to be the author. We need more of him to be the author. We need him to be the source of what comes out of our lives. Amen. Because too many of us are guilty of speaking. And what we're speaking isn't sufficient for what's before us. Amen. There's too much other stuff coming out of people's lives that indicate the need of a Holy Ghost experience. 
because what is speaking out of them is not from there. It's from here. But when I allow what's happening out there to begin to affect here, then all of a sudden out of my mouth comes declaration and then he now becomes the author of my life. He becomes the determiner of my future. He becomes the determiner of my destination. And I'm telling you right now, if we've ever needed God to speak, we need God to speak into our lives. We need him to speak right now and speak calm and peace into our hearts. Come on and clap your hands right now and give him praise. Some of you need to let God become the author of peace in your life. You've spoken enough negative. Now you need to let him become the author of your peace. And if you'll let the Holy Ghost come in this morning, if you'll find yourself in a place where his spirit can affect you, then what's going to happen is there's going to come out of your mouth. You're going to speak a tongue. You're going to speak a language. You're going to begin to speak words that are not of your origin. They are from his origin. They originate with him and you just become an echo chamber. And now, where there has been chaos, his word said, let there be light. Boom. Chaos is gone. Let there be light. Order comes in. Everything that was chaotic and dark and foreboding now recedes at the thunder of his voice. That's what happens when you and I allow his spirit to fill us is that there becomes an authoritative voice in our life that can speak peace to the storm, that can stand up and say, no more. You're not coming any further. You're not tormenting my life another day. You're not troubling me another moment because greater is he. Oh, I wish somebody really believed that. I know we quote that a lot, but I don't think some of us really believe that because if we did, we would be on our feet right now. We would be shouting to that spirit that's troubled us that spirit that's tormented us greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world hallelujah oh come on I praise you Lord I praise you Lord I need to hurry up oh my goodness we need him to become the author the source of what comes out of our lives more now than ever I need him in to enable me by the power that works in me. And may I remind you, may I remind you of where this all started, this experience started. It started in an upper room. You know, it's interesting that if you study wind, the first thing they tell you about the wind is it starts with the sun. And wind picks up. When a high-pressure system meets a low-pressure system, that's when the wind really picks up. That's when the wind really starts to blow. That when the high meets the low, something's going to happen in my life. 
And as high as they could get was an upper room. But there was something higher than that that was coming from another world that said, I'm going to change the atmosphere. I'm going to transform the environment around you. People are going to look at you and think you're drunk. They've been imbibing too early in the day. But the truth is, they're not drunk as you suppose. They're just filled with something from another world. Oh, that something like that could happen again in Pentecost. That people would become so hungry and so thirsty and so much yearning for a move of God that we will allow Him to come and do what he loves doing and that's fill. He filled the universe. He wants to fill us. The tragedy is the one thing that he created in his likeness is the one thing that puts him at bay, that keeps him away, that said, no, I don't want any more than that. I'm satisfied with the little that I have. He can fill the universe. He can fill the world. But he's limited to my life by what I will allow him to do. Oh, God, help me to understand that everything significant in my life always starts at a higher level, and it moves down. You know what? This is amazing about God. God's highness is attracted to my lowness. That's amazing that it doesn't repel God. You would think God's so holy, God's so righteous, God's so pure, that he's so high, and I'm so low, that that would repel him, but it actually draws him to me. It actually makes him want to get involved in my life. So if you're here today and your life is messed up, don't feel like you're too far away from God. God's on his way right now. He's there right now. He's moving toward you right now. He comes in that moment of your need. Come on and clap your hands to the Lord and give him praise. Hallelujah. Come on, stand with me. Can I just tell you a few benefits of the wind? Can I just share with you a few things that you need to understand about the Holy Ghost, the wind of God's Spirit, the benefits, the blessings? You see, the influence of the wind balances life. If there was no wind, life would be unlivable in the natural. It would be unbearable. But because there's a wind that constantly moves, it keeps things in balance. And you know what? Sometimes in our life, when our life gets way out of balance, you know what we need? We don't need a lecture. We don't need somebody to psychologically analyze us, tell us about our past. Well, if it hadn't been for your parents or your brother treating you like that, you'd be. I'm not saying those things don't affect people. I'm just saying that when life gets that out of balance, the only thing that I know that will bring balance to it is for the wind of God's Spirit to begin to move in my life. If I'm in chaos this morning, The one thing I need is for him to begin to move because it's what helps bring balance to my life. 
And life has a way of getting overloaded. I, I get so full of stuff and trouble and problems. And some of you are dealing with some stuff right now that you don't know what to do with. I'm going to tell you what you need. You just need to spend a little time in the presence of the Lord. You need to allow the Holy Ghost to saturate you. Because the Holy Ghost will help balance your life. But let me tell you one of the most important factors about the wind is the wind is what helps drive the pollution out of our life. All the smog and the fake and the make-believe that we get used to living with saying, oh, I'm okay, I'm doing good. The wind will blow that stuff out. It'll clear up the atmosphere of the toxic stuff that accumulates. You've lived in Houston long enough, you don't realize it, but I, every once in a while, when I drive away, I look back at the horizon, and there's this old brown haze that just sits over Houston. And it'll stay there until a good wind begins to blow. And then after that wind, I'm talking about strong wind, sometimes it's a hurricane. But after that wind blows, you look at that same horizon and that dirtiness has been moved. It happens in life. It's part of life. Pollution accumulates in all of our lives. And what what is needed, the only thing that will work to help drive that stuff out of our life is for the wind to begin to blow. Oh God, the chaos in my mind, the trouble in my spirit, the trouble in my home, the trouble in my marriage, the trouble on my job, the trouble with my friends, the trouble with my kids, the trouble with my future, the trouble with this, the trouble with that. The only answer that I know that really works is to get in a place where the winds of God's Spirit can begin to blow and when His Spirit begins to move, it'll drive out all that crazy thinking, all that chaotic confusion, all of that quitting, all of that giving up, all of that turning back, all of that it doesn't matter, it doesn't, it, it doesn't, it, it's not going to make a difference when you get into the atmosphere of His presence. Mm. Something begins to move. Oh, hallelujah. I can breathe again. I I can breathe again. I feel like I'm going to live. Why? Because the wind's blowing. We need it. We need it to drive that garbage out of our minds and our thoughts. If there's anything this church needs today, is a great wind of the Holy Ghost. Oh, I wonder if there's anybody here that would just put yourself in a place where God could begin to do that. Would you just put yourself in a place where God can do that? How do I do that? But just opening your mouth and beginning to praise and talk to him. Just by opening your mouth and begin to call out to him, you're going to put yourself in a place where the spirit of the almighty can. All of the confusion, all of the turmoil, all of the rage, all of the anger, all of the bitterness, all of the hatred. He can drive it out. He can move it out. Oh, yes. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Open your heart to him. Open your mouth to him and speak. Oh, 
Anybody here today need a divine intervention in your life? It'll carry the heat away. It'll carry the anger away. It'll carry the bitterness away. It'll carry the turmoil away. Come on. It carries away the junk that's accumulated in my life. We need that kind of influence today. We need that kind of influence today. Somebody join me here in this altar right now. Oh, God, I need that wind to blow. Ha ta ra ma